my biggest goal is to um, help women step into their power. Mm. And I think women are being kept small for two reasons. We are limited to how we look and that's hence the diet culture and whatnot. And just like that's what's keeping us small, starvation diets and sex and shame around sex. Right. Mm. And so uh, I don't really see a lot of women living their fullest potential like getting their dreams come true mm. and if they do they deal with like the mom shame or the guilt or whatever mm. welcome to biohacking bestie today we are visiting emily fletcher in her studio uh emily welcome you're a dear friend of mine someone that i actually when i first came across from instagram i messaged my friend masha and i was like i just want to be like her when i grow up except you're my age but other than that i was like i just wanted to be you you had that everything that i thought I admire and women, you embodied that. What are and the what? What are the things you admire? Oh my god! I mean, not about me, but like, what do you admire in a woman or like? I like uh, someone who's super well spoken. Has a com- I like the like paradoxes together. So yeah. I love someone who's like you were very calm, but at the same time like had that like a spaz. Like, <laughs> I can tell like you're actually like fun to party with. Party with. Oh, that's then, true. Yeah, and then you just had that like just that feminine, beautiful energy, but also a badass entrepreneur. Mm. And so I was like, cool, I'm obsessed. And so I basically messaged you. I was like, can we be friends? And you said yes. The feeling is so mutual. When Masha was like, hey, my friend Aggie wants to have you on her podcast. And and I was like, I looked at you and I was like, yes. And I've been following you for years now. Yeah, it's been like three or four years now. And I feel so inspired Mm. by the way that you live your life and the way that you are just like facing fear after fear and just evolving and evolving and expanding and expanding. So feeling is real mutual. You're so sweet. Well, so before we start, I want to do something with you that I want to do with every one of my guests. Mm -hmm. And basically, so when I go skydiving with somebody, you basically, you know, jump out of the plane and there's very little you can do to actually communicate with each other, right? Because like once you're like falling at 140 miles per hour, there's so much you can... It's 140 miles an hour. Sometimes even faster. So what we do in the plane at about like eight to 10,000 feet, we grab our hands like this mm-hmm. and we synchronize our breath because mm-hmm. it synchronizes our heartbeats. And then we go. And we do it three times. Okay. And then we let go. And then we have usually like something like this. You basically say, good luck, have fun, don't kill yourself. <laughs> And so I think it's like super beautiful because I was like, it's so amazing that knowing that we won't be able to do, won't be able to communicate any other way than just like basic hand gestures, that the very fact that we synchronize our breath and our heartbeat would allow us to actually move together through in the sky. Mm. So, And I have you ever not done it versus done it and seen how it was different? I mean, I'm still like practicing. I'm like, yeah, we're totally doing that. And I'm just like out there like confused like, you know because it's quite difficult to like and I imagine it's very scary yeah. so I'm super lucky to jump with people that are really really good like world champions and stuff so usually they make me feel like I know what I'm doing and the one time I jump without it, I'm like oh actually they were really just compensating for my lack of skills mm. uh, but it, it's a it's for me it's a difference between being really scared and being very excited because it's at the end of the that day, exercise the, takes you from scared to excited Yeah, because it's like and it also keeps me being present right and uh, reminds me that the difference between excitement and fear 
and anxiety is very, very small. It's the mindset change. Mm. So, well, something cool about that with your, your heart rate, like heart rate variability and then your mm. breath. So your breath is one of the few systems in the body that is both autonomic, meaning it's happening no mm. matter what, and you can get your hands on the control. It's why so many biohackers are using breath to modulate yeah. the nervous system. Um, and then the more, the higher your heart rate variability is like whoever in the room has the highest heart rate variability, which is basically your ability to adapt. Mm. Tiger comes in, you can fight. It's time to rest. You can downregulate. Yeah. You want variability. We will sink to that person. Oh, like no if there's way. a thousand people in a room, they will sink eventually to the person with the highest heart rate variability because ultimately that's the person you want leading if there is an attack, if there is a shortage of supplies and you need to downregulate. No way. This is so interesting because mm -hmm. I, I wonder how connected that is to pheromones because I know that the way to know who to follow or who to look up to is directly linked to our pheromones. So I think whether we can But isn't that more about attraction and like no, genetics so they, and immune systems? No, there are four different systems? kinds of pheromones. One of it is attraction-based. The other one is how we sync our period with other women. Mm -hmm. um, and then another one is also, uh, there are four. I don't remember the other two, but they all have different names. And one of the big reasons why I feel super passionate about biohacking and I kind of felt like, fuck, someone has to do it because <laughs> there's not enough women doing it mm -hmm. is actually just the fact that when we are on a pill, since we're like 14 years old, till we're like 45, we completely numb our pheromones so we aren't able to make those decisions. Oh. And so I would be very curious to see if that heart rate variability like is impacted by the pheromones. Yes. Oh, cool. Because let's do this as a, as a next biohacking experiment. Yeah, I would love that. <laughs> I'll pay for that research. That would okay. be great. I'll do it myself, actually. Yeah. No, but it's it's really. I think, I've what I want to talk to you about is actually my biggest goal is to like see women thrive. Right. We live in a patriarchal world uh, where you know all the masculine qualities are celebrated, and women feel like they're not fitting in, or they're feeling like. I don't know, like they need to push really hard to make their dreams come true. And it doesn't feel like a flow, doesn't feel like it's natural, doesn't feel like it's something that comes easily to them. And you're a perfect example that, that you can crush it while being super feminine. Mm. So if we can start with Ziva, and because you're transitioning now to, to something equally as exciting, but how did you go from, you know, getting gray hair at 27, starting Ziva, being a total badass entrepreneur who's like coaching Oscar winners and whatnot while still maintaining that feminine energy. So this is fascinating and I'm so glad that you've asked this because I feel like I've actually was doing that and I was even managing to make meditation a productivity tool. Like I even mm. managed to make the thing that is all about surrender and flow and letting go. And I was like, hey, you guys do this thing so you can accomplish more. Like meditate. Is so that the make, title of your yeah, book? Literally my I'm book sorry. is stress less, <laughs> accomplish more. more. And, and I don't apologize for it. I don't regret it. I would do it again. I would do yeah, it again if we were in that paradigm because I know that my gift as a teacher is to meet people where they are, right? Like I will, yes, to being the bridge, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, where I will take the powerful medicine. But I think it's a very fair title for meditation, so. It's a fair title? Yeah. I think it's a fair title, but if I were to write that book right now, 
I would not do it again today. And and here's why. Like, I think that the paradigm is shifting. I think that the frequency of the planet is actually changing yeah. in real time. And because we're sort of shifting from this hyper-masculine, hyper-driven, hyper-achievement-oriented, goal-oriented, what can I change and manifest in the external world? And it is starting to shift to the internal. What can I magnetize? How can mm. I get into flow with myself? Mm. How can I, I be in my that. own yeah. frequency and power? And, and, from and my, let things come to me. And let things come to me, right? Like the ovary is not working. She's like sitting back and receiving and choosing which sperm. Can you imagine like is, an ovary coming out? I was like, well, I really need to get pregnant. Like, yeah, oh, no, she's, she's she there. is in her magnetism, right? It's the sperm that are fighting and competing and like going. <laughs> I've in never there. thought about it that way, but I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's like such a. It's like nature knows what it's doing, right? Yeah. And we need both polarities. It's not like just sit back all the time. We all have masculine and feminine yeah. inside of us. But I will tell you that I definitely, for the first like 20 years of my career was like work hard, hustle, like, like you know, Broadway I mean, yeah. gave that to me, right? It was six days a week, seven, eight shows a week. I mean, also week. being an immigrant, that's like a very much ingrained of like, I'm going to work hard in all of the Americans to show you that I'm worthy to be here. Totally. So, yeah. And there's lots of ways that that's likely served you, right? Yeah. And it's not sustainable and it's certainly not going to be sustainable as the frequency of the planet is changing. We mm -hmm. are moving into the age of the divine feminine and that's for all genders, right? So like good Which news. Is so exciting, by the way. And I'm like so honored to be aware that it's happening and like being at the fun, like, you know, hang out with smart people like yourself or like, already a few steps i don't like saying few steps ahead because yeah. it's not a competition but somewhat like more um allow themselves to create more space mm. for that energy well i am working on it our friend blue she showed me her calendar the other day and it's just like space and i was like I, can you show that to me again? Because you can't be it if you can't see it. And I need to see the spaciousness on your calendar. She is mm. really, she gets spaciousness. I'm, yeah. I am working. I am recovering control freak. I'm a recovering yeah. workaholic and I definitely have lapses. But I've actually found like last year I took a three-month sabbatical and Ziva had its most successful year ever. So I was like living proof. I remember like, back. chatting to you in New York and you were just like, wow, I, I just not doing anything, which is like such a funny thing to say. And just seeing what came out out of that is so inspiring. And I'm not there yet. Like I haven't taken a three month sabbatical, but I'm like fully like that's a bucket list for me. Not yeah. making $10 million next year, but like taking a three month sabbatical. Yeah. That's a proper flex. I don't care how much money you make. How much time can you take off? Well, here's without the real flex. Guilt. Here's the real flex is that I feel truly proud of the fact that I like practice what I preached, right? And I was leaning back and Ziva had its highest grossing year. And so, and because I needed to prove that to myself because I was yeah. terrified, right? I was terrified. I was definitely had stories of like when I had my son, I, I actually had a miscarriage before I had Jasper. And I oh. told my friend, I was like, I think I miscarried because I have a belief that I won't be able to work as hard once the baby mm. is born. And I was terrified that it was going to take my identity and my ability to earn away. And he did this. It's worth like a sidetrack here. This man, his name is Mark Krasner. And he interviewed, he got 20 different mompreneurs, so like badass female entrepreneurs who had kids. He set up in both of our calendars dates to have 30-minute phone dates. My calendar, their calendar, very busy people. I had 30-minute phone calls with 20 different mom entrepreneurs, and they all told me how they made more money, had more time, or more clear, more productive, more successful now that they are moms. And I think it really shifted my paradigm of like what is possible as a mom. Yeah. 
And then, you know, next time I got pregnant with Jasper, it's like, and that's been true, right? There's a, there's a Jewish saying that is every baby is born with a loaf of bread in their arms. And so it's like the baby is born with like the ability to provide for it. And I think that comes from like outrageous clarity and prioritization. Beautiful. You're not really prioritizing everything. You're just like this one thing. But wouldn't you say that also is a feminine energy of like, I trust that the baby will be provided for? Because I think the reason I'm you know, delaying my motherhood is for the very same reasons, right? Like, I don't know if I'm in a financial position. I don't know if I can take so much time off. I don't know if I'm going to be able to, you know, um, achieve so many things Mm -hmm. when I'm a mom. Mm -hmm. And so you keep delaying the process instead of just realizing that somehow the kids, um, yeah, come with the gift of being provided for. Mm -hmm. But it also is a bit of a... Uh, it's a bit of a mindset switch because at the same time, you, I do believe that there is a level of um, getting to know yourself beforehand, mm. right? Yeah. And not get falling into the trap of like, you know. I mean, I think the thing is like when it's time, which you're never ready, right? But like yeah. when it's time, when that baby wants to come in, when you're ready to have your whole identity change, because it does, your brain changes, your hormones change, like it, matrescence is the largest brain shift you will have except for adolescence. Wow. So becoming a mother truly is an identity shift. But like when you're ready to birth yourself into this new version, the priorities will shift, right? You'll just like, you'll care more about that than you do about the the other things that you're prioritizing. And it will happen quite organically. And you'll never feel ready um, because you don't know who you'll be on the other side. Of course, right? Mm-hmm. Super scary, right? And uh, speaking of identity shifts, right? How do you go from being a meditation teacher to now teaching alchemy. Mm. Yeah. So I've had two times in my life where I've been like, oh, why isn't everyone doing this? And the first time was when I learned to meditate. It was the first day of the first class. I was in a different state of consciousness than I had ever been in. I slept through the night for the first time in 18 months. And I was like, why isn't everyone doing this? And I went on a real rampage to like make sure that meditation went mainstream. And I didn't do that alone, but I played a big part in that, which I'm really proud mm-hmm. of. And then the second time I was on this like post climactic bliss in a group of like, I don't know, 20 or so people, mixed genders. And we had all been holding this vision for what we wanted, like something that we wanted to manifest. And then we were using our most creative force, like this actual pure creation energy, this life force energy and building it through our bodies and getting into these climactic ecstatic states and then sending the energy to the dream. And afterwards, what would have felt wild and scary and uh, like uh, too audacious to even talk about, forget about do, Uh, It felt like the most normal, natural, innocent thing Mm. I had ever done. And I had the exact same feeling of like, why isn't everyone doing this? Like, how did we manage to forget that we can actually plug ourselves directly into source energy? How did we manage to forget that nature actually gave us this internal pharmacy to feel so good and to create whatever we want? Sometimes that's a baby and sometimes that's a life or a world of our dreams. Yeah, I don't think we forgot. I think we were being told that this is wrong, right? And so, you know, this is the, like the most important, I think, part of my life was realizing that like, wow, like, but who said it's wrong? Like, mm. who actually created that? I want to meet the person. And usually, you know, it's probably going to be some old man, like thousands of years ago. And I'm like, so we're all living our life aligned to whatever that person 
and their reality of what they decided. And we don't even know what energy they decided from. Was it to keep women small? It's to protect, you know, the tribe, like not to be negative. And I'm like, oh, there was like uh, malicious. But to some extent, like we're just repeating these patterns. And that's why it's in a way travel is so liberating because you go to another country and you see like that the truth is very different and the Mm. traditions are very different. And what you think is like the ultimate way is not for Mm. so many people and it gives you permission to actually question the things and just realize I'm like what if it wasn't like that right and what if I look at it differently and that is that is like a true liberation right and the gift of travel and so it's really interesting when I think about it so like you know first of all Joe Dispenza and his meditation of how you like squeeze squeeze and you let the energy go up the spine like the spine Mm -hmm. um to pineal gland and so how is that different than the i don't want to use the word sex magic but i guess that's what yeah, it's so familiar what, what i people. call it is pleasure prayer because you're basically like using your pleasure to pray and i know that and that's word, a lot of people are gonna get triggered right now yeah because prayer is a scary word like, and then also pleasure and player in the same like, yeah like sentence. because we, like pleasure is bad and dirty and shameful and you have to hide that and it's a sin and, and you're just slutty the, for wanting pleasure yes and the, the term masturbation is actually a term that the church invented and no. it means to defile no way. Right? That's why we don't like that word. It doesn't feel right because there's nothing wrong about it. There's nothing shameful about it. There's nothing defiling about it. And yes, this term, and yet this term was created masturbate, which means to defile. So in like the, you know, in the hippy dippy circles, they call it self-pleasuring, mm-hmm. right? Where you're actually making yeah, yeah. love to yourself. You're making love to your soul and you're actually making love. Oxytocin is a love chemical, and you're making that inside of yourself. Dopamine, serotonin, uh, adrenaline even, endorphins, these are all the cocktails that we need to manifest, right? And now you do it from this place of oxytocin, and you like supercharge, you supercharge your ability to manifest because you're tapping in to the actual eros, to the actual erotic energy that keeps the whole universe magnetized to itself it's uh, so beautiful and also like we live so much from our heads we live from here so much and that's why so many people are confused because like i don't know what you do and i'm like yeah you maybe you don't know but you probably feel Mm. and most people don't feel because we're so disconnected with how we feel about things and so the easiest biohack to get into your body probably would be self-pressuring or like because it's so hard to think about something else to some extent when you just really like you know, so into it. Right. Yeah. And I think that's why it actually supercharges the manifestation because a lot of people are manifesting or like put it on their vision board. Right. And then they they think think about it, they see it, but they don't feel it. Right. And that's Joe Dispenza's work, right. Where he's like, you have to feel, you have to like hold the frequency of the emotion. Right. And that, so it's almost impossible to have fear around something when you're in those heightened ecstatic states and you're also bringing the vision down into your body. So I like to call it embodied manifestation, right? You're embodying the manifestation. Yes. And I think it's like when, which is one of the many reasons I love Ziva is the first thing you say you drop, you do is to drop into your body and you realize, okay, like, what am I feeling? What am I tasting? What am I smelling? And it's hands down the most helpful exercise I have ever done because it's just like immediately every time I'm overwhelmed I'm like wow there's so many things that I'm like numbing right and even Mm. right now like if you close your eyes and just realize 
what am I smelling? What am I tasting? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and you said like the taste of your toothbrush <laughs> or coffee. Yeah. Um, and I could do it. I mean, do you want to do it for three minutes and just walk yeah, people through it? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. So this is something called um, Come to Your Senses. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the first things I teach inside of Ziva Online, which Aggie's actually a graduate of, which I'm so proud I am, of. And I have actually a very naughty um a confession to make let's hear it you're gonna be really upset with me oh god what if i just storm out i'm like <laughs> interview <that>. over yeah. <laughs> um i sometimes still meditate with you and you're recording i'm honored i'm not mad I'm no because you're just like don't meditate <laughs> with your phone i'm like on like on a day when i'm super overwhelmed like today for example i was like ziva i look into ziva quite often and i just like need that little guidance look i get it so so i think the, the part of me that would be mad is that I really pride myself on making people self-sufficient. You know, that I want people yes, to not I have know. to be tethered to their <laughs> so phones. I like, and I get it. On days where you're just like, I need someone to hold my hand. I want to yeah. feel supported. I'm going to meet Emily anyway. I might as well be in her transmission yeah. and frequency. I love it. I just love it because I feel like if there is a power in doing it together. So mm. in my head, I'm like, I'm just meditating with her. It's just like a group medi. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. But the, but the thing is, you could do it on your own, yeah. right? Like you're in the middle of Burning Man, you're in the middle of Playa, you're on a plane and you don't have your phone. There's no Wi-Fi. Yeah. You have the ability to tap into source without me. And then if you choose yeah. it, then great. I would love That's to be your meditation buddy. Yeah. This is a very different energy of where like, I don't need you, but I... I choose to do it with you every now and then. Yeah. And that's where we want to be with everything. Like, I don't need you, but I'm yeah. choosing you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> as my friend is my partner. Um, okay. So come to your senses is one of the first things I teach inside of Ziva Online. So this is like the mindfulness component. Mm. So there's three M's, mindfulness, meditation, and manifesting. And the mindfulness, actually, this come to your senses can come back into play in the manifesting, which we'll talk about in a moment. So for now, unless you're driving, go ahead and close your eyes. Take a big deep breath in. Exhaling, letting everything soften and open, giving yourself permission to arrive here and now. To start, I invite you to listen for all the sounds you can detect. The sound of my voice, birds chirping outside of your window, horns honking. And instead of thinking of these sounds as good or bad enhancements or distractions, instead we're going to pull the lens of our awareness out and include everything inside of this experience. Enjoying the symphony of now, the simultaneity of consciousness, and then bringing your awareness to your sense of touch. So what are you feeling the weight of your body against the chair, the clothes against your skin, the air against your skin. And even with your eyes closed, I invite you to see what you're seeing. The blackness. And taste what you're tasting. Even if you're not eating any, anything, there's probably some sort of taste. And finally, smell what you're smelling. So instead of focusing, instead of denying what is, instead we're bringing our awareness into all five of our senses to bring us into the here and now. Noticing the sense of sound, touch, sight, taste, and smell. Allowing our five senses to be a path to our sixth sense of intuition. Giving yourself a huge high five for taking this moment of presence for yourself. Taking a big inhale. And when you're ready, you can open your eyes.
I'm back. Yeah. I told you I'll be back. <laughs> I work out with Oh, Arnold. yeah, you just met him, right? Or- no, I mean, I see him every single day because I love going to the gym and he's there every single morning. Amazing. So I was like, I need to take a photo with you. But he's like, he always, beauty before age, you go first. He always lets me through the door. He's the sweetest. <laughs> and I honestly, <laughs> but it's like a perfect proof that like the lifestyle, like you can be just riding a bike to Venice, Gold's Beach every single day. He rides a bike yeah. to Venice? Yeah, wow. the most basic bike. My friend is... Um, he might be offended. He's like, actually, it's expensive. <laughs> anyway, I'm like, it's not basic. My friend is in a TV show with him that's coming out soon. I feel oh, like right. he's like... He's I still lo- acting? Yeah. It's like some yeah. new like like drama, comedy, oh my God. goofball thing. No, he's super chill. Yeah, Yeah, great. I love him. So back to... Um, oh, yeah. So pleasure. I want to... I'd love to oh, yeah. bring... So the five senses reality that we just yeah. did. Oh, yeah. This can actually be part of the pleasure prayer practice. It can be part of the manifestation because it's that five senses reality. Just like you can be... Because you're in, in your here body and now, Right? You're like, here, What? what is this reality? What does this dream look like? And then when we want to manifest something, it's like, oh, I want to skydive or I want to have a house in Bali like Aggie or I want to <laughs> have a million followers on Instagram or like whatever it is that you're manifesting that's going to be its own dream as well. So it's like, what would that dream look like? What would it sound like? What would it taste like? And most importantly, what would it feel like? So if you can hold that in your mind and in your body, and then from that place, you start to build the pleasure, build the charge in the body, move it from your hoo-ha, which I'm going to define that word. Hoo-ha is all genders, all genders. It's also not just the anatomy, it's the energy center around your anatomy. Okay. Right. So I think this is really important because we've got a lot of genders right now. It's not binary yeah. anymore. And and I think that and I like it because it's you Plus know Plus we bring so much different like you know ideas of what you know what we think of uh, whether we like the word pussy or vulva or whatever mm-hmm. and it's just like we all come there's so, so much charge depending of how we heard it and the context that we heard it in mm-hmm. and i think no one heard hoo-ha growing up so it's kind of like a neutral word yeah it feels neutral it also feels like a little a, playful it's almost like a mantra yeah like you could say it on a ted talk stage or on yeah. a corporate audience and yeah. not like no one's like gonna cover their kids ears yeah because you're saying hoo-ha and so I really, I really like it. And I like yeah. that it's all genders, the anatomy and the energy center. So you start to build this charge, you build this energy in your hoo-ha. And then you right, let so let's it, imagine. So let's mm-hmm. come up with it. Cause I think my biggest goal is to um help women step into their power. Mm. And I think women are being kept small for two reasons. We are limited to how we look, and that's hence the diet culture and whatnot, and just like that's what's keeping a small starvation diet and sex and shame around sex. Right. Mm. And so, uh, I don't really f- see a lot of women living their fullest potential, like getting their dreams come true. Mm. And if they do, they deal with like the mom shame or the guilt or whatever. Mm-hmm. So for everyone watching this right now, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. They're watching this. And I'm like, Oh, maybe, maybe I really want to get this job. or I really want to go to, Maldives mm. with my family and take and treat my mom and dad and my partner and my kids on a group trip to Maldives for 10 days. But it just seems like an impossible dream. And I don't know how, right? Because people are like, I don't know how. Uh-huh. I, like they see the reality and from the reality, it just doesn't look possible. And I'm like, great, because that's not about your reality right now. It's a, you're going to be acting from the reality of your reality in the future. So now that they're in a comfortable position, they're in their senses, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. They just met their hoo-ha mm-hmm. for the first hello, time. Maybe. Hello, hoo-ha. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
And so, yeah, I love this. Let's, let's really do yeah, it. So let's like, let's it. hold like, a vision. So just, I would invite you to go inside and ask yourself, like, what is one thing that I would love? Yeah. Let's do the trips to Maldives, taking my entire family with me. Okay. That's what yeah. you want to do. Yeah. Go to the Maldives. Okay. What's one thing I would love? Oh, I would love for this week of birthing my new podcast in the world to feel fun and like I'm a channel and like we're in flow and that the impact and ripple effect of it is magic beyond measure. Perfect. Yeah. So um, let's do that. Okay. So, so I would invite you if you're listening to just really Don't go Don't get inside. too excited. We're not going to take our clothes off. <laughs> or maybe. I mean, actually, get, get excited. I mean, get excited. maybe we should. <laughs> We're going number one. I need one. the views, you know. We're just number I'm one a new podcast, podcast <laughs> from week one. Top of the charts. <laughs> um, so the good news is that you can do this stuff in a very PG way. Like mm-hmm. you can do, I led an activation once at our friend Aubrey's um, festival in, he did a thing called Arcadia in Vegas. And my friend was there and he's in his 60s and he came up to me afterwards and he said, I would have felt comfortable doing that even with my daughter standing next to me. Oh, no so way. like there really is oh, a way to cultivate the purity of the creation energy yes. and not even make it like quote unquote sexual if that feels triggering to you. And then we can have another podcast about why sexuality is triggering to people. But I mean, I would love to talk about that because it's just, again, that's what keeps us small, right? Because there is a big link and I see this a lot, especially in women, but certainly all genders of people who don't know what they want sexually, it's very hard for them to know what they want in their lives. So if you right now are going in and saying like, I want, what would I love right now? And if nothing is coming to mind, what if you were to spend some time asking yourself, what would my body love? Like what would feel good to me physically? Because once you can answer that. But to be fair that, like most women don't know what they want in bed or how to get there. Well, then they can go see our friend Regina. They can go see Mama Gina, uh, my roommate, Regina Tomashower, AKA Mama Gina. But it's like, it's like master your masturbation, not that we love that word, but it's like, this is the only relationship in your life that truly, truly matters. It's your relationship with yourself. Mm. And the cool thing is that once you know what your body likes and what you like, it's much easier to communicate that to a partner. And I'm reading this amazing book right now called Come As You Are by Dr. Emily Nagowski. And she said there's a myth that you know, if you pleasure yourself that you will have less drive or less charge for your partner. And that is totally a myth. It's actually the opposite is true. Uh, Yes. And I think it's just that also it really involves a lot of like – empathy and little ego from your partner to realize that if you're masturbating and you're happy relationship self-pleasuring. that doesn't self-pleasuring mm-hmm. um that you're not uh it doesn't mean that he's not good enough or yeah. like he's not doing enough or whatever it might be they should, say, think, they should be like thank you thank you so much for knowing yourself thank you for being able to explore on your own so that you can communicate to me yeah and it's also like do you want me to hang and watch you or do you want to just do it by yourself and mm-hmm. i'm like oh maybe it would actually turn me on if you watch me yeah into which it. is also like up to you you know what I mean and it's like and like when I think of my relationship in the 20s it's like whenever I would feel like self-pleasuring I'll like hide and be like feeling guilty I'm like oh my god I really don't want them to see that and if they would or if they kind of got a hint of that's what it was about it was like oh well am I not good enough or whatever that the Mm -hmm. story I'm like well that's your male ego to like figure out (laughs) you know and I and think I think that really what important. you said of like inviting them in is yeah. a really key point. Like if someone feels included that they could be a part of it, then then beautiful. It's like my kid, my son with um, meditation. Like, oh, I was like, spoiler alert, I am not going there. Um, but with meditation, I will invite him. I'll be like, mommy's going to meditate. Do you want to sit next to me? I'm going to meditate. Do you want to be in the room? Because if every time I were to meditate, I were to leave him out or, or make him feel separate, so smart. then he would start to resent it. 
right? But because he knows he can meditate with me, he can sit next to me, he can read a book, he can just chill and suck his thumb, then then he doesn't resent it, right? And now yeah. he's just like, oh, mommy's that, meditating. Oh my God, that is so powerful. And I think it's our responsibility as well. But when you live with a partner, I think that I'm so guilty of that, that I would just create these practices that I was like, oh, don't interrupt me. This is my practice over here. And mm-hmm. like the people that lived with me, resented the practice because that meant that they were excluded and no longer part of my little you know energy field Mm -hmm. instead of like hey are you down to meditate i'm meditating right now and like if you're not then or you do the thing unload the dishwasher make dinner i'm just gonna do my thing like don't worry about like i'm not focusing because i don't care the outcome i'm just gonna accept what is right so it's like it's really like the i know this one thing you do say it's like there's no such thing as a distraction and I was like, wait, what? I'm like, I hate distractions when I'm meditating. <laughs> and then I was like, no distractions. I'm like, okay, so now I'm meditating with Emily. It's like someone's like pounding on the like, you know, like on, on the street next to me. And I'm like, it's not a distraction. It's perfect the way it is. Remember what Emily said? <laughs> <laughs> it really helps because there's nowhere on the earth that is silent, right? Not even in the caves of the Himalayas is mm. it silent. There's wolves and wind and rain. And so if everything is going to mess up your meditation, you're never going to meditate again. Yeah. But if instead you practice what we just did, that simultaneity of consciousness, then you can embrace the symphony of now. So, okay, so yeah. back to the manifestation. Yeah, back right? to the so, hoo-ha. We, so back to the hoo-ha. Asking, even asking your hoo-ha, what would you love right now? And just mm. listening. Right? Is it is it a cup of coffee? Is it a massage? Is it a nap? Is it another zero in your bank account? Like if you could have a magic wand and wave it over your life over this moment, what would you love? What would you love? Mm. And just listening for that answer. And then like you put on a VR headset, right? Dropping yourself right. into that part of the timeline and looking around. What does this dream look like? And you're in the Maldives with your whole family. I am seeing the podcast at the top of the charts and people are writing and saying how it's changed their life. Beautiful. And like, yeah. how does it's like noticing what that looks like, actually seeing it. Yeah, my mom's on a slide right now. So, <laughs> so good. And then noticing what it sounds like. Splashy. Mm-hmm. And is it daytime or nighttime? It's daytime. The sun is on my face. It's so warm. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm getting sunburned. I might get a sunscreen in a second. <laughs> <laughs> and then noticing what it feels like, like in your heart, in your head, in your hoo-ha. What does it feel like? It feels relaxed. It feels like I made it, you know? Yeah. Do you feel proud? I feel very proud. you feel generous? Yes. And I, f- I just feel the, the, seeing the joy of my family um, is bring, what brings me true joy mm-hmm. and, you know, happiness only real when shared. And so that's very true. Yeah. And so as you're like looking around this VR headset, can you just take one snapshot, like click, like a freeze yeah. frame? You got it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you get yours? Mm-hmm. Let me, let me, let me go into mine. Thank you for checking. Yeah, I'm celebrating with my team, like the whole Ziva team. We're celebrating that we made it to like the number one new release of all I'm Apple podcasts. The party, by the way. Yes, we're having a <laughs> podcast launch party and we're celebrating it. And the people, the reviews that are coming in are actually like tear inducing that we're so oh. moved by how these stories are changing people's lives. Oh, so beautiful. Uh-huh. It's like, and I feel proud. I feel excited. I feel inspired to create more. Is there a part of you that would say that to an Emily, you know, Emily from a year ago that was still a little unsure if she's ready to share the uh, pleasure prayer with Mm -hmm. the world? Mm -hmm. What would you say to her? Like, oh, fuck, I'm glad I did. (laughs) (laughs) I think it just it feels so like it's it has its own magnetism. Mm. Like you don't have to figure it out. You just have to tell the truth and then let nature organize around it. 
Yeah. So we're like, hold this vision and let nature organize around it. The what do you want and why do you want it? This is our job. When and how is not our job. So getting clear on the what would I love and the feeling of it, feeling that in your body right now, that's your mm. why. And then what we'll do right now, because we won't do a self-pleasuring practice, but if you were, if you did want to do pleasure prayer, then you would just start to check in with your body, see what feels good. You could start to build charge, build this creation energy, build the pleasure in your body. Don't forget the coconut oil. Yep. Coconut oil, your favorite lube. <laughs> and then you just start to swirl that energy around your root until it grows and you would build it up into your heart and then you would bring it up into your head. And at the moment of peak pleasure, then you would send all of that energy. It's almost like you're dedicating this beautiful gift from nature. You're dedicating that to your dream, offering up this energy, this love, this creation that you've cultivated in your body. You're offering that to the dream because the dream is already on the way. Nature has given mm. us our dreams or we wouldn't even want them. And so you're simply allowing yourself to not sabotage when the opportunity comes because yes. now it feels like a lover now it feels like you've actually made love to your dream and so when the opportunity comes it's like you're reuniting with a lover versus afraid of something that you might fail at so we move this pleasure through our body so what we'll do now you can open your eyes and instead of doing a self-pleasure practice now we can actually do some breath work yes yeah, um it. so that so people following along and so that we really like you know we place these orders let's supercharge yeah. it so let's build the charge in our body um, so mm -hmm. you could be doing, I know you, you're, you're a biohacking bestie. I know you love <laughs> breath work. <laughs> yeah, I actually do. Okay. So we'll do, um, we'll do just like 30, what I call hoo-ha breaths. So it's like <laughs> in on who, out on ha. Trademark. Uh -huh, in on who, out on ha. And I actually do recommend that you imagine the breath coming in and out of your hoo-ha. We'll do a little bit of an abbreviated version, yeah. but if people want to do it on their own, I would do about 30 breaths. And then we will do um, what I call the lifegasm breath, where we're basically like, I mean, <laughs> you are the master of branding. I'm like, every night, I'm like, this is fucking great. I want this and this and this. And I'll take that as well. Who doesn't want a lifegasm, right? Yeah, lifegasm is great. <laughs> so it's then, like foodgasm, but like for life. But for your whole life. Yeah. And, then, and you're using this orgasmic energy to make the life that you want. Mm. So good. Amazing. So we'll do 30 hoo-ha breaths in and out. So just basically in through your, wait. Yeah, so in and out through your mouth, imagining though that your breath is coming in and out of your hoo-ha, and then we're going to do this lifegasm breath. We're going to bring the energy from the hoo-ha up into the brain, similar to what Joe does with the pineal gland, but it'll be the Emily Fletcher version, and then we're going to send it to the Involving dream. Involving the hoo-ha. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Joe. Sorry, Joe. I mean, not sorry. Joe's actually doing this. He's just not yeah. saying any of these words. Yeah. He is fully putting people into orgasmic states at his yeah. retreats no, and no, workshops. No. He just doesn't say those words. And so, like, just so you know, there's already thousands of people doing this in stadiums across the world. Yeah. He just doesn't use the words. So. And it's beautiful because it's like everyone that has ever been to Joe's retreat, they will tell you it's like absolutely life changing. And it's funny that he was like, in a way, smart enough to match the message to the times he like brought it in. Because I know he's been doing it for like 20 years or yeah. so. Yeah. And now, you know, it's 2023. People were ready. The world 20 years is like. Ago popping like popcorn you know yeah and so people are ready you yeah. know and they're ready to like just no longer want to feel small and just yeah make peace with a lot of terms that they were told that they shouldn't so yeah there is this like this like new yeah. sexual awakening happening and there's like that itch of like let's fucking go like yes Right? Let's go. Okay, <laughs> so right. here we go. So we're going to do, we'll, we'll, we'll feel it out. But okay, so if you do it on your own, 30 hoo-ha breaths, we'll do it now. So just. <sighs> 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 
Good. In through the mouth, out through the mouth. You're doing great. Hoo ha. Hoo ha. Ha. And you can sound on the ha. 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 And you can squeeze your hoo ha as you like getting that kegel going. Ha. 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 We'll do 10 more. Ha. 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 You're doing great. I'm sweating. Me too. One more. Ha. Ha. And then big inhale, hold at the top of the inhale, and then breathe all the way, exhaling all the way out. And at the bottom of the exhale, I want you to like expand your hoo-ha, like a flower expanding against the chair. And then long, slow draw, inhaling, squeezing your root. Long, slow inhale, bringing that energy all the way up into your brain. Squeezing your root, bringing that energy from your hoo-ha through your heart up into your brain. Another sip of air and squeeze your root. Another sip of air and squeeze your root. You can arch back and open your heart. One more sip of air. Keep holding. Squeeze. And then exhale. Ah. We're going to do one more. I know this is a lot. We're doing one more. Inhale. Squeezing the hoo-ha. Pulling that hoo-ha energy up into your heart. Keep inhaling. Pull that heart energy up into your head. Keep inhaling. At the top of the inhale, one more sip of air. And now squeeze your root like you're squeezing a tube of toothpaste, the cerebral spinal fluid, up into your pineal gland. Another sip of air and hold. Another sip of air and squeeze your root. And exhale, <sighs> and imagine trillions of cells dumping with bliss chemistry in every cell of your body and come back to that image, come back to that snapshot of your dream, dedicating this pleasure, this aliveness in your body, dedicating this to your dream right now, coming back to that five senses reality of your dream with this level of charge and aliveness and creation flowing through your body. Mm. Wow. Mm. And the beautiful thing is that we want all of these things to feel the pleasure, the, the sense of achievement. But the moment you do the practice, you're already there. That's right. We gave ourselves the gift of living it right now. Because here's yeah. the thing, when you're in the Maldives, you're going to be dreaming about taking them yeah. to Bali. Yeah. And it's so like there's always going to be the next yeah. thing. So right now, it's like we give ourselves the gift right now. Yeah. Mm. Nice Beautiful. work. Bravo. So good. Nice I work. Bravo. <laughs> <laughs> Tea break. A little sip. Oh, yeah, that was great. But also... Yeah. Want to be lubricated in all places. <laughs> lubricated in all places. <laughs> but I'm like all like red and like sweating. No, you, you look even more radiant, even more beautiful. Exactly. Because pleasure is so important for women. Yeah. And so here we are. People are like, how do I look hot and beautiful? And like, what biohack do I do? And I'm like, are you actually happy in your life? No, no, no. But like, give me the supplements. I'm like, supplement number one, love, self-fulfillment, purpose. Mm. Uh, working through difficult emotions. Should mm. I keep going? Like, I should like bottle it. Yeah. So let's talk about that, the difficult emotion piece, because it's yes. very hard to feel ecstasy if you don't let yourself feel pain. Right. Yes. Like if you're if you spend your entire life numbing from pain, yep. how on entire earth 20s. do you expect to be able to feel your full ecstasy? And it for me actually came. I remember I was dating um, this guy. We had super toxic relationships. So like you know very hot and sexual and breaking up makeup sex you know it was this, this whole like loop and breakup I mean, sex is amazing i mean it is way. but that's why it keeps you in pretty shitty relationship yeah, you for think, way think, too long. like oh i was leaving but no the sex is so good i'm staying it's yeah. really tricky that's like a real loophole oh, from nature tell me that was the best growth <laughs> of my life but i remember when he said he was like I had i woke up and i was just wasn't feeling it like and it was going it was, it was a difficult time for me but it was the first time it basically it Actually, I'll say why it was said. So, you know, I sacrificed my entire life growing Instagram and um, got to a point where I realized like it doesn't, that's not the answer, right? Like it's not, 
you know. What do you mean you sacrificed your life? Like, what did you sacrifice? I think I was just like, I was very, I wanted to inspire people. So my goal wasn't about me, it was about other people. And that is like a big thing, I'm sure, about manifestation that, yes, you can include other people in your vision, but you can't really control how you're going to make other people feel. And so a lot of my goals were other people related. I wanted to inspire people instead of like, I want to show up as the best version of myself. And hopefully people can resonate with that because they will see a sparkle in my eye and see Mm. like, oh, she's been there. That's very different, right? Mm. And so I was very much external validation driven. Uh, And so when that collapsed and, you know, um, didn't really collapse, but it just like... When the relationship ended. Relationship ended. Also, my Instagram wasn't going as well. I didn't really feel like posting, showing up, you know, like every time I would go and start, it's like, oh, I don't like this. I don't like that. It was just like people were picking up on my energy and it was really, really hard. And I remember he said, I would just woke up feeling really sad. And he's like, not again, you always such a sad bitch like why can't you just be happy for one day and I remember thinking like in so I felt so embarrassed because there is also this like spiritual bypass which was where he was living that you always have to be happy right so he's like you know you're spiritual you're not meant to ever feel sad because your life is perfect so shut up and so he left and he's like I'll be back when you just get your shit together and a, it definitely helped me like get out of my victim mentality, but also it took me years after that to realize that like, oh, dang, like I'm allowed to feel sad. And the more I repress or keep myself busy, because usually what happens when you're feeling a little sad, you're like, oh, actually, I need to check my Instagram. Oh, I, um, I need to pick up kids from school, whatever the story we tell ourselves. We love just numbing our emotions in such a subtle way mm-hmm. that it doesn't even feel like numbing emotions right yeah. we're so good at it mm. and only now i'm noticing how i do it that the difficult feeling comes up and i'm like oh, i'm in a public place or like today i was at the gym and i just um was texting jacob and i just made myself like i was like about to cry i was like oh no like arnold's around <laughs> i shouldn't be crying you know but like it got to a point of like oh like i stuffed myself it's almost like you know when you that's actually a beautiful difference between my definition of fucking and conscious sex, that it's not like this tension that you're trying to suppress, but it's more like letting yourself come up, right? And I think it's- Wait, but what's the analogy between like feeling the feelings? Like I want to understand. So like uh, so, fucking and conscious sex and is analogous to what Well, because I think it's like when you have like, or when I think of like, uh, you know, when the uh, orgasm is contracting, right? Like it's it brings you to sort of this, you know, like um, contraction. Closed, please. Closed, yeah. Uh-huh. It makes you feel like, this Mm. then i think it's just like not that it's fucking but it's definitely how i used to have sex and now i'm coming from a place of breath and like expanding right Mm -hmm. and so i think it's a little bit like that with emotions that now when the emotion comes up i feel like i'm trying to contract and push it down Mm -hmm. versus letting okay okay it's coming it's coming let it come up get all the way to the face let the tears come up and yes transmute it yeah, like so let it little, feel it all the way, die all so the way. So it's not very different than an orgasm in a way because the energy of sadness, you feel it coming up, right? Mm. From from mm. your stomach, right? Like a mm-hmm. little bit of a stomach tension and you feel it in your throat before it hits the eyes. Mm-hmm. And it's a little bit like an orgasm, right? And then it's release, right? right? Yeah. It's a fluid release, chemical release in the yeah. body. And, and then so actually orgasm just- is either here mm-hmm. if you just hold on to it and don't breathe and just like, okay, I'm going to come or... You're going to breathe and move it up, move it up, move it up. And mm-hmm. you're just like all full body 
And let it be this beautiful yeah. alchemical yeah. spiritual. Yes, it's all about like moving that energy. Mm. So maybe. Gorgeous. <laughs> and I actually think like exactly this of like your capacity to feel those difficult emotions. Mm. Like it, it is the thing that carves out the spaciousness for the capacity for your pleasure to increase. Yeah. So bravo. So question for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I think that like still what I'm struggling with and I know a lot of uh, women watching this we don't feel worthy of all the things that we want right Mm. and i think i would love to do a little um exercise with you with that very thought Mm -hmm. right like i don't feel worthy to achieve my goals i don't feel worthy of attracting all the things that i dream of attracting of all the abundance all the money all the family i don't think that i'm worthy of it Mm -hmm. could you help me unpack it yeah, you want to do a little emotional alchemy exercise? Yeah, yeah. is that okay? Yeah, yeah, I would love it. Um, so in a moment, I'll ask you to share, because I know you're doing it like kind of like for, like what mm-hmm. is there a collective thing? Yeah. But I think for it to be really effective, the more specific yeah, it is for you. Yeah. So like if you can lean into something that feels really specific, but I'll explain the concept first. So um, alchemy is actually, like the definition of alchemy is the magical process of transmuting one thing into another. Oh, so you could transmute unworthiness into deserving. You could transmute agony into ecstasy. You can transmute um, frustration into surrender. Um, But in order to do that, we have to feel it. We have to lean in. And so there's this Mm. process that I started studying like maybe 18 or 19 years ago. And when you were five years old, (laughs) (laughs) I'm 43. I'm going to be 44 this this month. No Um, way. Yeah. But I'm meditating for 16 years, which it does reverse the bio. When we talk about biohacking, like it reverses your biological age by somewhere between eight to 15 years. It can. Um, so anyway, um, with the emotional alchemy process, we're basically alchemizing emotions, right? We Mm -hmm. get to take one thing and then use it simply as fuel and and alchemize it into something else. So in this, it sounds like unworthiness. Um, we're going to use a scale from zero to 10. So I'm going to set the zero of where we want to be in relationship to the subject. And then 10 would be like as far away from that as possible. So if zero is like feeling super deserving of your dreams and worthy, 10 is like, I am a pile of dog poo on the ground that should just be stepped on and I am nothing, <laughs> right? Like that's the 10. Thank you for the visual. <laughs> You're welcome. Pina's like, what? Um, I know, he's like, wait, I can handle that. <laughs> um, so, uh, so funny because I am do- doing it on behalf of the audience, but also I think there's a big part of me that still feels unworthy of all the dreams. Or I think like, oh, there's only so much I can achieve because, you know, I'm an immigrant and, um, you know, English is my first language or whatever the story I tell myself. So I think Mm -hmm. there's this level of unworthiness. I also think I should be the perfect person because I'm on social media. So I should be the perfect self. And so if I'm not, then I'm not worthy to have that big of an audience. Uh And so there's definitely the level of unworthiness. So I'm going to say it's like a four. Okay. So, all right. So let's so that's helpful for me to know. So I'm going to set the zero and then I want you to recheck in, right? Yeah. Of like where on the scale of zero to 10. So zero would equal feeling like absolutely trusting in every cell of your body that not only are you worthy, but that you deserve your dreams, that you deserve the abundance, the family, the following, and the, and the right to feel all of your emotions, that you deserve all of your ecstasy and that all of your dreams are already on the way to you. If that is the zero and 10 is as far away from that as you could possibly be, where do you feel like you are? Uh, yeah, it's like a three or four. Yeah, four. Okay. So just feeling into that four frequency. 
And I'm going to basically just like do a bit of channeling. So I'm going to sort of tap into your energetic experience and I'm going to ask you a series of questions. Mm -hmm. Some of them are going to be true. Some of them are not going to be true, but they're all going to have a charge around them. They're all going to mm -hmm. have like a little bit of emotional charge. And then each time we're going to alchemize that charge. And I'm going to ask you to say, see truth, right? Mm -hmm. So out loud, I'm going to ask you a question. And you're going to say, see truth yeah, after each one. Okay. Why do I even have such big dreams? See truth. Who gave me these dreams? See truth. Isn't it exhausting having these big of dreams? <laughs> See truth. Isn't it a lot to live up to? See truth. Why did I create an Instagram prison for myself? See truth. Don't I always have to be beautiful? See truth. Don't I always have to be on? See truth. Can I ever just be present? See truth. Why am I documenting my life while I'm trying to live my life? See truth. Now I'm adding like spirituality into it. See truth. Now I got to be spiritual, hot, and document it. See truth. What the fuck? See truth. Isn't this exhausting? See truth. When is it going to end? See truth. Don't I just want more followers? See truth. Isn't that going to be like a hungry ghost? See truth. Are they going to just want more of me? See truth. Don't I just feel exhausted? See truth. Don't I feel depleted? See truth. Isn't it hard to feel worthy when I'm depleted? See truth. What am I doing this for? See truth. Who am I feeding? See truth. Who am I proving? See truth. Don't I love it? See truth. Don't I feel proud of a million followers? See truth. Don't I don't I feel so proud of my immigrant self? <gasps> See truth. Aren't I proud of the people that I get to call my friends? Mm, See truth. Aren't I delighted that my idols are now my friends? See truth. Aren't I stoked that I get to create with people that I used to like geek out over? <laughs> See truth. Doesn't it generally bring tears to my eyes? <laughs> See truth. How, don't, how do I trust that if I can do this, someone else can do this too? See truth. Isn't that actually why I'm doing it? <laughs> See truth. Aren't I liberating myself because I want to liberate other people? See truth. Isn't it a fucking gift? <laughs> See truth. Wouldn't I do it again in a heartbeat? See truth. How do I hold this frequency? See truth. How do I come back to this frequency? See truth. Aren't I so humbled? See truth. Don't I recognize that I already have all of my dreams? See truth. Isn't my life already better than I already could have imagined? See truth. How do I celebrate this? See truth. How do I see that I already won? See truth. How do I see that everything else is bonus round? See truth. How do I live bonus round energy? See truth. Don't I see that bonus energy is magnetizing? See truth. How could I let it be so fun? See truth. Isn't it the play that actually magnetizes it? See truth. Isn't it the believing it that actually calls it to me? Mm, see truth. How do I see that if I believe that I'm worthy, that other people believe that they're worthy? See truth. How do I see that me playing small does not liberate others? Mm, see truth. How do I see that my bigness actually liberates others? See truth. Aren't I afraid that if I'm too big, I'm going to take it away from someone else? See truth. Aren't I afraid if I take up too much space and someone else gets less of it? Mm, see truth. How do I see that that is not true? See truth. Isn't there an infinite amount of space? See truth. Isn't there actually an infinite amount of money? See truth. How do I see that money is just energy? See truth. How do I see that the more energy I can create, I liberate others to create their mm, own? See truth. How do I see that I am actively breaking intergenerational trauma? See truth. Isn't it a fucking privilege? See truth. Isn't it a responsibility? See truth. Don't I feel proud of that? See truth. How do I allow my joy to infuse my dreams? See truth. How do I see that if I can believe with every cell in my body that I deserve it, that other people can too? Mm, see truth. Don't I deserve it? See truth. How do I remember that nature gave me these dreams? Mm, see truth. How do I see that they're not even mine? See truth. How do I see that if nature wanted me to be lonely and poor with no Instagram followers, that's the dream she would have given me? See truth. <laughs> Don't I not have that dream? See truth. <laughs> Don't I want to be rich and hot with a million babies and millions of followers? See truth. Don't I deserve everything that I want? See truth. How do I trust that my desires are divinely inspired? Mm, see truth. How can I use all of me to fuel my dreams? See truth. How do I see that me being quote unquote selfish is actually actually 
for my highest evolution. Mm, see truth. How can I live into that? See truth. Can I trust myself? See truth. Can I trust my desires? See truth. Can I trust what's on the way? See truth. It didn't work at all. I mean, I was just like <laughs> hanging out. I was like, is she... <laughs> Wow. wow, you are really channeling, huh? <laughs> I was like, is she reading this? <laughs> how, did that, come? how did that feel? I mean, wow. I feel liberated. So like on a scale of one to 10, that zero being like, you absolutely deserve this and 10 being like, I'm a piece of dog poop. Like, where do you feel on the scale now? Um, I wouldn't say maybe a zero, but a one. Yeah, like, like a, a one. very low one. Yeah. So just in the interest of time, let's just say auto zero. Yeah. I'll just say it out loud, yeah. auto zero. Auto zero. Yeah. <laughs> and anything left, it'll just <laughs> clean up for you. <laughs> mm. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's fun, right? How do you do this? I mean, I, I studied it for about 18 years. And then I also think that being an actress and then teaching acting, right? Because then an actress, you're inhabiting other people's experience. But I also used to be an acting teacher and I opened up like the number of one. Of course you were. Yeah. She's like, so, I used to be everything. I love those kind of people. Um, oh, I love it. We like peel away the onion and you're yeah. like, oh yeah, I also knit. And you're like, what? Yeah. Um, but I opened up this. And so Anthony Mindel's actor workshop is the number one acting school here in LA. And I opened up the East Coast division in New York. And so I used to have the privilege of working with these amazing actors. And so when you're teaching acting, you're embodying like both parts at the same time. And so I think that those skills have helped me to sort of like crawl inside of someone else's someone yeah. else's experience and then also you know a decade and a half of meditating is like you get to tap into the collective enough that you become less identified with just the Emily Fletcher story yeah. so you can actually get inside of someone else's experience and it's so incredible because I saw you do it with Aubrey and I was riding my bike in Bali while listening to this and I'm like I didn't see the video. I was like, she 100% is reading this. They like scripted this. And then I just put you on the spot and you just crushed it. So yeah. like, wow. Yeah. But also like, it's just such a beautiful testament that like, you know, it's a very masculine energy of like preparation and notes and whatever. And this is the first time I like, I didn't do the notes. I was like, I trust that the in the freshness of this conversation and whatever's going to come up, it's going to come up. Because we, again, I, I'm trying to control the outcome. And mm. so... Yeah. I want to do certain things. Oh my God. That was so incredible. I also want to talk to you about your son because mm. I think I'm not a mom. So just a disclaimer, uh, mm -hmm. of, apart from a dog mom, but I think <laughs> there's a big belief that if we liberate ourselves sexually, if we are ultimately enjoying our sex life, then somehow it makes us not a great par parent or a mom. Mm. I think there is something out there that is yeah. just like, I don't have time for this. I need to, you know, take care of my child when, mm -hmm. you know, kids pick up on energy. Right. So, yeah. So there's so many layers to this. So one, I started a kid's course. It's called Ziva Kids. And then that was a few years before having like my own awakening mm -hmm. and nature sort of, you know, fire hosing me this PhD in sacred sexuality. And, um, and I very much was like, I can't, I can't talk about sex. Like I can't do anything around sacred sexuality. I have a kid's course. Yeah. And like, and because of, because of this like boogeyman of pedophilia, which is its own like horrible sickness that mm. needs to be addressed as its own thing. But because of that, it's like anytime you even, if on the same website, if you had a kid's meditation training and a sacred sexuality course, like that would be taboo. And it's like, well, where do we think the kids came from? <laughs> right? It's like they actually came from the act of sex, everyone. Yeah, and now that, that I got out of the way, let's get to the website. Right. right. And it's actually a like great top of funnel. Just yeah. like get yeah. up in sacred sexuality and then they funnel them into the kids' course. <laughs> click funnels. <laughs> like. Yeah, here's your click funnel. 
literally just like an upsell. Yeah, totally. You want to get pregnant, and then when your kid is stressing you out, we're gonna put him in the meditation. Yeah, tree. like the the quiet, you know, the the calm mama, like the the whole series. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Um. So you're absolutely right. And and, and there is so many stigmas of like, well, if I'm a mom, like, do I deserve my own pleasure? And like so many people, like your bodies change, your hormones change, your time changes. So all Mm. that is very real. And And here you are, you have a four-year-old. Yeah, he's four and a half. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you have a four-year-old child. And Mm -hmm. for most women, that means absolutely zero pleasure. And this has been the time, the last two or three years has been a time for you of like the biggest sexual liberation. And so fuck yes, first of all. Second of all, like- Teach other women, please, because I think it's mm-hmm. like whenever I talk about sex, he's like, you don't know anything because you're, you know, you don't have kids. Yeah. Right. So I will say that, like, caveat, I am co-parenting, mm-hmm. right? So like, I am divorced, and Jasper's dad is amazing. He's an amazing father, and so like that is a privilege of privilege of privileges. Yeah. Not everyone has that. And actually, I'm gonna do a whole podcast on like why is everyone like don't wait to get divorced to co-parent. Because there's something Ooh. to that. Oh my god! Of like even like, louder for people in the back. Yeah, do not wait to get divorced to co-parent. Boom! Because like imagine taking a whole weekend for like anyone for any moms listening right now. Imagine having a whole weekend from Friday afternoon until Monday morning to yourself. Oh. Like it's the sexiest. It's like <laughs> what time space? And then the, and they were like, able, finally, they're talking about something sexy. Now yeah. they're listening. And then to give that gift to my ex-husband, right, to where mm-hmm. he could have time with his girlfriend, and I, you know, so it's like you have this balance, and it creates this ebb and this flow, and that it allows me to be a better mom. So when I'm with my son, I'm fully with him, and I'm fully mm. present. And then when I'm not with him, I miss him terribly. And I'm able to be in my own energy. I'm able to fill my own cup up. I'm able to play with my friends and to take courses and to have time with my lover and to explore these things. It's so amazing because I have heard so many people say like, I'm glad I'm divorced because I have like, I'm a better parent because of it. But we obviously don't want to get to that point because that kind of defeats the purpose, right? Yeah. Yeah, Don't wait to get divorced to be a great (laughs) co-parent. And then otherwise you're just, everybody's overwhelmed. Everybody's Mm. burned out. Everybody's like exhausted and sick of each other. Honestly, I posted this meme the other day where it was like, I just want two minutes to myself alone in the bathroom. My son, best I can do is a paleontology lecture. (laughs) (laughs) It's like true. My son's obsessed with dinosaurs right now. But it's like, if you don't have any time to yourself, it's very hard to do like a 20 minute pleasure practice. Yeah. I mean, because you can't pour from an empty cup, right? Mm -hmm. So you probably need some sleep. Yeah. Sleep. But the other thing, just like you want to make meditation non-negotiable, like even for Mm -hmm. parents, I've been teaching parents for 13 years, like put it, put it in the non-negotiable category. You don't go a day without brushing your teeth. I don't want Mm -hmm. you to go a day without meditating. We want to start to put pleasure up that priority list because it actually is the thing that allows you to magnetize your dreams to feel more alive. It's good for your immune system. It's good for Mm. your skin. It's good for your brain, for your cognition. And I'm sure you know this from biohacking, but like for men, there's a whole thing about how many orgasms should they be ejaculating and all of that. For women, as far as I know, it's just like giddy up, let it rip as many orgasms as often, as frequently as you choose. I love that. It is only life giving. (laughs) So like you don't have to do any math or calculate or semen retention. It's like just go for it. 37 minus whatever the the math is for this, you know, ejaculation a month, but whatever. We don't need to do that. Yeah, we'll put it in the show notes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God, it's been so fun. This is amazing. So- just to uh, circle back, mm-hmm. how do you think that pleasure practice is making you a better mom? Mm. Mm. Do you, did you notice yourself showing up differently? Has Jasper experienced anything like energetically that he... I think I am more myself. 
Mm. I am happier. I am, I am manifesting my dreams more. And so he is seeing his mom like living her Dharma. Um, and I would say that it's that alchemy that we were just talking about. Like it has taken these intense pleasure practices to give me the bravery and the fortitude to really lean into the intensity of the darkness. And conversely, like leaning into the intensity of the darkness and the pain and the agony and the suffering has made space for more joy. And so before I used to be very much a people pleaser, codependent, tell people what they want to hear, avoid my emotions, you know, perfectionist, workaholic. And like, that is not the model that I want to give him. That is not the frequency that I want to hand down to him. And Mm -hmm. I already gave him that epigenetically. So like now it's my responsibility to heal that on the energetic plane now so Mm. that I don't transmit that to him energetically. Wow. Beautiful. Mm. Isn't that the best like gift you can give him as a parent? Yeah. So beautiful. Emily, For I'm sure everyone just fell in love with you, your energy and the joy that you bring and the light that you, you know, bring into the room and light mm. up the room. Where can we find you and what do you offer to, to your people? Yeah. So the best place to find me is zivameditation.com. That's where Aggie did Ziva online, the 15-day training in mindfulness, meditation, and manifesting. And so zivameditation.com. And then we're all over social media, just at Ziva Meditation. And I'm starting a new podcast. Yay! And it is called Why Isn't Everyone Doing This? Because that's the feeling I have when I first learned to meditate. It's the feeling I have when I first learned about pleasure prayer. And so why isn't everyone doing this wherever podcasts are? And what I offer folks is um, a beautiful free masterclass. So it's oh, zivameditation.com slash podcast. And then there's about an hour and a half masterclass. And I'm sure your people are geeking out over the science. This is like a masterclass in the neuroscience of how meditation, uh, mindfulness, and manifesting change your neurochemistry oh, and allow you to magnetize your dreams. You're, it's going to be perfect for your folks. Beautiful. Uh, one final question that I ask everybody is like, what is the one biohack that you think brings you to your higher self? Mm. And biohack can be anything. I can imagine going to say meditation. I know, I know. I, I feel like it's cheating, but, it's, but it's, truly like it's, it is meditation. Like even as deep really as I is. am into the pleasure practices, there is not a world where I'm going to just do pleasure practices and not meditate. Mm. Like, and it is the meditation that's giving me the anchor and the integration and the foundation to do all these other processes. It's like, it's very hard to install new software if the hard drive is old Ooh. and meditation is upgrading your hard drive so that you actually can beautiful. install all these new softwares. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Emily, I love you. I love what you. an honor. Thank you so much for rewriting my brain <laughs> twice already. <laughs> I love you. Um, and thank you so much for tuning in. I'll see you in the next episode. Bye everyone. <laughs>